Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi, tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, it's tuning in through our affiliates around the world. We appreciate you all being with us as well. When it comes to the issue of health care in our health system, I think a lot of people have questions as well as anxiety, especially when it comes to taking care of themselves. Our next guest, though, has written a book that really not only looks at what so many doctors are doing to be able to help others, but also a practical way that we can be able to look at health, especially when it comes through eyes of faith. We're excited to welcome Dr. G. Scott Morris to our program. His new book is called Care, How People of Faith Can Respond to Our Broken Health System. We'll talk to Dr. Morris not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for him to see the conversations already coming from it, some of the examples that he shares in the book, and Mississippi actually makes an appearance in care as well. And, of course, we'll let you all know how to get your own copy of the book as well. Dr. Morris, thank you so much for the time. really do appreciate Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, the pleasure, Steffi, all mine. So this is an important conversation. Of course, when we're talking about health, I mean, that is something that does impact us all. But in care, you allow us to look at things a little bit different. And I love the fact that in some of the conversations you have with patients even about understanding themselves and their body really shows a lot as well. What has it been like for you, Dr. Morris, to be able to have these conversations and to see the way that people are responding to it? Well, I am uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, and have uh, been working and founded an organization in Memphis called Church Health. We've uh, uh, been here uh, since 1987 providing health care for the people who work to make our lives comfortable. They cook our food, take care of our children, wash our dishes, cut our grass, will one day dig our graves. They don't complain. Um, so we care for about 80,000 people. Uh, we're the largest faith-based, privately funded health center in America, and we, we do this without relying on government funding. Um, so it's been a privilege for me over the years to, to take care of people who um, nobody else uh, seems to care about when it comes to uh, their health care needs. And yet the great privilege has been that um, – you know, my patients oftentimes teach me about life in a way that, you know, I need to be all ears to, to learn about. So, um, you know, it's it's been a, a challenge in many ways to provide the quality of care we do. But um, that, you know, part of what this book is all about is to to recognize there are clinics like ours all over the country doing this work, but um, they all fly under the radar and and people aren't aware. Uh, that especially uh, people of faith are committed uh, to doing this work, and it, it's not going to be solved by the government. Hmm. And and I love the fact that even you talk about uh, in one of the chapters, Dr. Morris, about this work, and one of the things that you said is that for over three decades now, I mean, you were told that this model wasn't sustainable. But after saying that, this is what you wrote, and I thought this was really interesting. You say, I do believe that being faithful to what God has called us to do in this world requires us to engage in a healing ministry. What form this takes can vary. So I want to talk about that because this is something that is unique for a lot of people. It's new for them. When did you know that this was an assignment you had been given? Yeah, so I, I realized this is what I needed to do when I was a teenager. Um, you know, 
I, as a teenager, I was I grew up in Atlanta. I was always interested in the church, but the thought of preaching 52 sermons a year sent shivers down my spine, still does. I have no idea how anybody could do that. But I read the Bible and came to realize that a third of the Bible has to do with healing the sick. It's literally on every page. Um, and yet churches have seemed to have forgotten that we have that calling. You know, ne Nevertheless, all over this country, we have hospitals that have church names on them. Uh, why is that? You know, that there's actually a reason these hospitals have church names on them. It's just that somewhere along the way, we, we just forgot that this is what we're expected to do. We are uh, called, uh, whether you're uh, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, it doesn't matter, but we are expected to care for our bodies, and we're also expected to care for the poor when they are sick. This is a fundamental tenet of every faith tradition uh, out there. And it is a work, again, that you've been able to embrace, even when it was not always readily acceptable. You gave a really interesting example in the book of a patient named Roger, uh, Dr. Morrison. And I think our audience, once they read that part of the book, they'll realize they can sometimes be a Roger or they know a Roger, <laughs> uh, someone who is not as appreciative of the advice that they're being given by medical professionals. But the, but the care you took, I think, is so Christ-like. I am being able to explain to him how the body works. I learned a lot from that conversation that you share in the book, uh, you know, about the way the body works and you know, about the way things are broken down and the role of even insulin, us making insulin. I think that's going to be new to a lot of people. Talk to us about the Rogers of the world and what that's been like for you to, through your approach, Dr. Morris, being able to help them better understand not only their bodies but also uh, their health. Well, you're, you're talking about a story of a man who had diabetes who um, just was not caring for himself. And, you know, I just put it out there that, you know, I wasn't going to waste my time. If he didn't care, why would I care? Um, and, and that just led to a very open conversation of, of what diabetes was and what the consequences were going to be if, if he didn't take this seriously, M meaning that, you know, you know, we might end up having to cut off his legs, and I, I was crystal clear. I did not want to be the doctor to cut his legs off. Well, he, he didn't have a particularly uh, kind response to me about saying that, but over time, he, he came to realize that I actually cared about him, and uh, right. which unfortunately is not always the experience of poor people in the healthcare system. Um, you know, poor people are oftentimes just seen in the emergency room, and uh, the issue is to get people out as fast as they possibly can. You give people a pill, and yet, sadly, the pills just don't work as well as we have, uh, from the medical side, convinced people that they do, um, which is why part of what this book is about is, you know, being healthy is about more than the absence of disease, uh, and, and pills rarely solve anything. Uh, to be healthy re requires us to really focus on, on what here at Church Health, where I am in Memphis, come to believe are three things, having more joy in your life, having more love in your life, and being driven closer to God. You know, if those things aren't happening, then what is the point? Um, but if this is what it ultimately takes to be healthy, more, more joy, more love, being driven closer to God, it doesn't have a lot to do with the doctor. Wow. I think, and, th and that is such an interesting thing. I, I came away from this book, Dr. Morris, with something else in mind, too. And, and this is an unfortunate truth, but I think it is the truth. There are so many people, though, that would much rather you just give them a pill, give them a shot, give them something that can seemingly take the responsibility off of them. 
I love the fact that in examples like Rogers and others that you really do show that you have to, even as the scripture says, we have to love ourselves. And that means, of course, being able to do our part in taking care of ourselves. Talk to us about what, by just by example, Dr. Morris, what that's been like for you to show the way of Christ just in the way you're able to interact and engage with individuals that are your patients. Well, so look, I wear two hats. I'm, I'm a United Methodist minister as well as a family practice physician. You know, I spend most of my time playing doctor, but I think of myself as a pastor. Um, and, you know, the, the, the work that we're engaged in is not about solving the great social problems in America. We actually don't know how to do that. Uh, we're not trying to do that. You know, what we do here in Memphis is try to find a way for people of faith to take seriously uh, that God expects us to care for our bodies as well as our spirits. Um, you know, the experience for me personally in doing that has been very powerful uh, because the fact of the matter is, is that as human beings, we are both a body and a spirit. We are dust and breath, yet we live in a world that separates body and spirit. You know, we put the body on one side and say it's the purview of science and medicine. We put the spirit on the other Say it's okay for people of faith to mess around with your spirit, but heaven forbid it cross that line and care about our bodies. Well, well that idea is a fundamentally non-Christian, non-Jewish, non-Muslim, non-Hindu idea. Every world religion rejects that idea, and yet that idea rules the world and is one of the fundamental reasons that our healthcare system is broken. And uh, Dr. Morris, the other thing that we learned about you, because you and I have not spoken before, but I learned a lot about you and your mindset and what drives you uh, in the book, Care. And you said in the chapter, A Vision of God's Redemption, about what led you to Memphis in the first place 35 years ago. And it was interesting to me, because as so many people run from problems, you ran toward where you saw a problem. Is that just a part of who you have been in your life, someone who, you know, even when other people may not think that there is hope in a situation, that you're a person who has a faith to think that you can make a difference? Well, I appreciate you asking that about me. I mean, yeah, I ended up – I'm not from Memphis. I I grew up in Atlanta. I had gone to school for a long time, and – But I finally uh, knew what I wanted to do in terms of starting a church-based health clinic. Um, I wanted to stay in the South. I didn't want to go back to Atlanta, and literally not making this up, I read somewhere that Memphis was the poorest major city in America. And based on that, I said I was going to Memphis. At this point, I was 33 years old. I was too young, too dumb to realize that what I wanted to do had no chance to succeed. So I literally just came here selling out of an empty cart, knocking on doors uh, to do the work that 35 years later um, I think has been very successful. And the reason it has been successful and and, and why I've been willing to dedicate myself to it is that from a Christian perspective, a third of the gospel has to do with healing the sick. It is literally on every page. So we have the full weight of the gospel behind the work we're doing. And um, I have been so rewarded through all these years personally uh, because I'm just doing what I do believe God has called us all to do. I mean the call to discipleship, you want to follow Jesus, you're expected to do three things, to preach, to teach, and to heal. You do not get to take a pass on the healing part. You don't get to say, I will let the people who wear white coats do that. No, if you want to follow Jesus, you've got to find a way that how you are personally involved in a healing ministry. If you're not doing that, you're ignoring a third of the gospel. 
an important message, I think, for all of us. So I have to ask you then, Dr. Morris, what is your hope for, I mean, individuals at home that listen to this here on the radio side here in Mississippi or online around the world, when they pick up the book Care and they're reading about your story, they're reading these scriptural examples, they're reading about the work you're doing, what do you hope they're able to realize for themselves about their own role in care? So for, for a lot of us, we struggle mightily with our issues of faith. We, we sometimes think of doubt as something that is a weakness, and it's just not. You know, uh, faith by definition incorporates our doubts and our uncertainty. Um, but what I know is that uh, an issue of healing and caring for our bodies is something that would allow us to live through the doubts we have when we are focused on our faith and we can do this work caring for people who have nowhere else to turn uh, even when we ourselves may be struggling intellectually um, but if we do this work we are doing what it's clear that God has doing so it make us stronger it will make us richer it will draw us closer to God you know it, isn't that what we all are striving for I, I think it is yeah such a great point. Again, everyone, Dr. G. Scott Morris has been our guest. Care is the book, How People of Faith Can Respond to Our Broken Health System. It is available through our friends at Amazon.com. You all can get it there. Or, of course, you can order it from your favorite bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Dr. Morris, really appreciate the work that you're doing with Church Health and also appreciate the conversation today. How can our audience stay connected with you? Well, so uh, the Church Health website is churchhealth.org. Um, you know, we're in Memphis. C- come visit us. We uh, uh, are the anchor tenant of a redeveloped um, Sears distribution center that's called Crosstown uh, here in Memphis. The building is 1.5 million square feet. It's larger than the Empire State Building. Um, it's an example of what's possible in God's imagination. When when we went, we took an abandoned uh 1.5 million square foot building and, and turn it into a, a true uh, reflection of, of what can happen when a community comes together. So uh, ideally, come visit us, but uh, our website's probably the easiest way to learn more about us, and again, that's churchhealth.org. All right. Dr. Morris, again, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to our next conversation together. I appreciate this opportunity. Take care. God's pleasure. It's definitely on mine. Thank you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs> 